much about today. All right, now that we have an understanding of what we are doing and the direction that we're going in, we all need to be on one accord when it comes to what happens next. So let's stand to our feet because we're going to read the word of God. Ephesians chapter number four, starting at verse number one. The Bible says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. With all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the faith in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. There is one body. Let's go to verse number four. How many bodies are there? Just one body. Who's the head of that body? Jesus Christ. There's one body. That's it. So if you got your own little church going on, you're not in the body. Are you hearing me, church? There's just one body. There's one spirit. So my spirit should agree with your spirit. Mm -hmm. Even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and that God is father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. God, this is your church. These are your people. We are your sheep. I am your vessel. Help me, O oh God. Use me for your glory. Help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended, and help me, Lord, that my flesh will not get in the way. God, we give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. If you're ready for the word, clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, presence of the Lord. So what happens next? Well, what I feel very strong and what the Lord has been dealing with me about is, is that we, the body, the church, is at a tipping point. We are at a tipping point. Point. Now, when I say tipping point, I'm not talking about the edge of a cliff. I'm not saying that we are at a tipping point to where we can easily be pushed over or shoved over to fall down into a ditch. No, I'm not referring to that at all. What I'm referring to is, is that we are at a tipping point, and this tipping point is going to be a turning point. And so what's important about that is, and I want you to follow me here very carefully, because the turning point that's going to happen and the direction that we're going to go in must be the right direction. Because when people come to a certain point in their life, that tipping point, if you will, some people call them turning points. But I believe we're at a tipping point because if you happen to go into the wrong direction, that's when you can tip over into a ditch. But when we make a decision to be at a tipping point and turn in the right direction, we must turn in that direction all together. Because we must have a love for one another so that even if we see one of our brothers or sisters going in the wrong direction. Somebody ought to stop and say, hey, no, my brother or my sister, come on, you're going the wrong way. This is the direction that the Lord is leading us in. 
if we ever get to a point to where I can look at my brother or my sister and pay them no attention or don't have them no never mind and don't think they're not worth as much as what you think you're worth and we're allowing people to walk in the wrong direction and you don't say a thing after you know they're walking in the wrong direction there was something wrong with your spirit matter of fact it does not call it, it, it does not line up with the word of God for the Bible says that there is one spirit so therefore what's taking place in my heart what's taking place in my life should be taking place in yours and the very thing that is taking place in my life is a spirit of love I wonder if there's anybody here that shares that same spirit the thing that's going on in my life and in my heart is a spirit of unity I wonder if there's anybody else here that has that same spirit of unity so that means the person that is beside you the person that is behind you the person that is in front of you God cares about so if God cares about them then why should I pay them no attention but I'm here to tell somebody in the spirit that if God is bringing me somewhere then honey you gotta come with me if God is directing me somewhere then honey you need to come with me because God cares about everybody Hallelujah. That's why I can stand here with a surety to let you know that I'm no better than anybody else that is sitting out here in these pews. That if God can bring me out of the bondage of sin and hell, then he can bring you out of the same bondage of sin and hell. God did not bring me out for you to stay in. God did not turn me around for you to stay directed in the wrong direction. But if God can turn me around, he can turn you around. I wish I had a witness in the house that I clap your hands and shout, hallelujah. 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 I'll get to my notes here in a second but can I just preach how I feel uh -huh. because this is vital it is important because we are living in a day where people are against people uh -huh. whether it be black white Asian Hispanic whether it be left right Republican Democrat everybody's against everybody and everybody's trying to pin each other's words against one another but not when they come into the house of the Lord now I can't speak for everybody's house but I can speak for this house that no matter who you are, where you come from, what color you are, what culture you are, you come into the right house at the right time because God cares for all people. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 verse number 1, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, when you are a prisoner of the Lord, you are under the complete direction and authority of the Lord. And when you are under the complete direction and authority of the Lord, these attributes will follow. For the Bible says in verse number two, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering. The scripture says, forbearing one another. How? In love. But see, you don't have those attributes if you're not a prisoner of the Lord. Mm -hmm. You must allow him to grab a hold of you, capture you in his arms. And when you are captivated and under complete authority of the Lord, the Bible says endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit 
in the bond of peace. <laughs> you see that? Why is the scripture trying to illuminate to us the importance of being one? Because the Bible says there is one body, one spirit, even as you are called into one hope. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. The scripture says in verse number six, there is one God and that God is father of all. There's one God, and he's father of all. It says, who is above all. There's no greater than our God. There's none before him. There's none beside him. There was none that's going to come after him. But he is God Almighty, the supreme, the mighty one, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is I am that I am. The Bible says, and through all, meaning he's everywhere, all times, knows all things. He sees all things. He's Jehovah. He's Yahweh. And I'm talking about Y-H-W-H. Yahweh. The beautiful thing about the word Yahweh is that it helps us to understand that there is just one God. He is Yahweh. And if everyone here was just to take a deep breath, just take a deep breath. Come on, take that deep breath again. You know, scholars have denoted that Yahweh or the letters Y-H-W-H represent breathing sound. So if you was to take the time to now do a deep breath and just, Yahweh is breath. So that helps me now to see and understand is that even when people that don't even believe in God, even when people don't even believe that there is a God or don't announce him, Every time they breathe, every time they speak, they are announcing that there is a God. Because we wouldn't be able to breathe without God. We wouldn't be able to do anything without God. So even when people begin to say, I don't believe in God, that's not really what's coming out their mouth because all that's coming out their mouth is God because God is breath. So every time somebody inhales, exhales, they're breathing God. They're breathing the Yahweh, the name of God. So even if some of you are sleeping by people that just, they just snore and just loud and you like, shut up. Don't tell them to be quiet. They just calling on God. They just need a little bit more God than maybe you do. So when they over there and they 
they, you think they about to choke. <laughs> They're just saying, God, God. They're just calling on the name of God. So don't get too upset with them uh, just because they are inhaling and exhaling. So it's important here to understand that the scripture is letting us know in verse number six that there's one God and Father of all who's above all, through all, and in you all. The scripture, this verse in chapter number four of Ephesians is letting us know a couple biblical principles that are very important. The first one is the oneness of God. That's why Deuteronomy 6 verse number 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And secondly, it really brings out the emphasis of the unity of the church. When you study the book of Acts, you would clearly see that the church is made strong through unity. History reveals that there has never been an army. There's never been a government. There's never been a false religion or a devil that succeeded in stopping a unified church. See, only disunity has ever stopped the progression of the church. And you need to understand that disunity is Satan's business. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 11. It says, don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. Uh, it is his job to drive a wedge. It is his job to inflame tempers. It is his job to cause confusion. It is his job to propagate a lie. And it is his job to incite division. For the Bible says that Jesus said in John chapter number 8, the devil is a liar and he is the father. He is the father of lies. We understand what the devil's purpose is in John chapter 10 verse number 10 the Bible says but he comes to steal kill and to destroy the devil will do everything he can to kill unity he will do everything he can to steal your victory and he will do everything he can to destroy your effectiveness but what the devil intends and what happens or what is accomplished is up to you and I because everything we read about what the Satan does Jesus also said upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So now I can understand and further even be revealed to the understanding that upon this rock, what is that rock? Well, that rock is the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. So now we can stand with the surety that Jesus is God. And with that understanding, when I call upon the name, that's why the Bible says that is above every name. I want someone to understand and see here today that it doesn't matter what name or other name that you call, things will not happen. Whether you call on Buddha, whether you call on different names and different people, different religions, it does not matter. But when you begin to call and cry out the name of Jesus, I promise you, if you've never tried Jesus, I dare you to try him today. If you've tried other things, every pill, every drug, every alcohol, every every person you've went to that physician you went to that doctor I dare you to try Jesus I wish I had a witness in the house here today because Jesus is able to change your life I want you to understand something here because the Bible lets us know that Jesus prayed father that they may be one as we 
are one. Unity was obviously the indispensable factor in the growth of the early church. When the Holy Ghost was poured out on the day of Pentecost, believers were with one accord in one place. Acts chapter 2 verse number 44 lets us know that all that believed were together and had all things common. You can go on to Acts chapter number 4 verse number 32 where it says, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. It is important as we go throughout the word and go throughout the scriptures that you see the importance of unity. It is important for us to see and understand that there is power in unity. But see, the enemy would do everything he can to try to cause this church, this side of the church to be divided with this side of the church. He would do everything he can to try to pin us up against one another. He would try to do everything he can to try to use any words that I say or any words that you say to try to make us just to talk about one another backbite one another, discredit one another. See, the enemy will do everything he can. Why do you say that? Because I need everyone to understand here today that what takes place in the natural, it parallels in the spirit. So what's taking place in our world where government is a gift government, CNN against Fox. I mean, I can just go right down the line. It doesn't matter who you turn to or who you watch. There's things happening on this side and then this side will say something else. People don't know who to trust. People don't know who to talk to. They're looking for something but they don't know who to look to. But I wonder if I'm preaching to a group of people in here that know who to look to, huh? that know who to turn to. I cannot put my trust in the government. I cannot put my trust in man, but I can put my trust in Jesus Christ. Huh? And as long as I put my trust in him, I know that God is able to do anything but fail. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to, hear me, hear me, hear me. I'm not trying to get you excited, but I'm trying to give you revelation. I'm trying to get somebody here to understand who your trust is in, who your trust is in, because you need to know who you are, you, who you are relying on, because some of you say you trust in Jesus, but yet you're not putting your full trust in him. You're saying, I believe in him, but you're not trusting him. You're not allowing him to direct your steps. Because when I talk about steps, I'm not just talking about one foot in front of the other, but I'm talking about what you are saying. I'm talking about your actions. I'm talking about your deeds. Because when you say you trust him, and when you say the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and when you say you are following the leading of the Spirit, that not only will lead you and guide you in your walk, but it will guide you in your talk. It will guide you in your actions. It will guide you in how you treat one another. You can't say you got God in you, but you backbite your brother. You can't say you got God in you, and you talk about your sister. You can't say you got God in you. Well, if I'm stepping on your toes, don't move him out the way. Let God run him over. Just just run them over but some of us need to understand that God is getting ready to do a great thing in the house of the Lord and it's going to take all of us yeah. 
It's not just going to take me, but it's going to take you. It's not just going to take me, but it's going to take you. Because what you talk about at the dinner table, what you talk about on the playground, I didn't mean to say that because I was looking at the young people, but you know. Uh, but what you talk about at, uh, well, you're not in school no more either. Well, I'll come back to y'all. But what you talk about at work, what you talk about around your friends, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. See, God knows all. He sees all. He's above all. So you can smile at me and say, oh, Pastor Robinson, I just love you. And then you just talk about me behind your back. Just tell me to my face. I'd rather you tell me to my face. But I've come to preach to a group of people that you need to understand that when you rejoice, I've got to rejoice. When you cry, I've got to cry. When God's blessing you, he's blessing me. Hallelujah. We, listen to me now, we must move beyond the day. These days are over of what God, you doing it for them, why aren't you doing it for me? Church, those days are over. Are you hearing me? Now, I want to explain this very well. All right? Because those words have come out of just about everybody's mouth in here. God, you're doing it for them, why aren't you doing it for me? And see, it's the, it's, the, it's the attitude that we say it with. Are you hearing me? Mm-hmm. You're doing it for this person. Why isn't it happening for me? See, the Lord knows the intent of your heart. You know that? I, I, didn't, I, knew I didn't mean it that way. See, God knows how you meant it. That's why they say perception is reality. Because oftentimes you can mean something so well, but how the person received it, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. So when you talk to the Lord, the Lord knows the intent of your heart. And it's not about you're doing it for them. Why aren't you doing it for me? But a church that is unified will, re will rejoice while God is doing it for somebody else. We have moved beyond in the spirit, hear me now, where if God is blessing my brother, my brother, or my sister, and I'm sitting here like, it ain't happening in my house. My kids are still messed up. I'm still messed up. And we're frustrated while my brothers and sisters are rejoicing. Oh, I hope you're hearing me right now. God sees that too. And then we have the audacity to go to God and say, when's my turn? When God is saying, you had your turn. When your brothers and sisters were receiving what they needed, but you didn't rejoice with them. See, I need everybody to understand this, is that you need to know with the surety that when you begin to magnify God, not just for yourself, but for others, see, you are missing what God could have for you. You know, I've been blessed just by being in the company of other people that God was blessing. Oh, you're not hearing me. 
I'm telling you right now, I've received blessings that I was not worthy of, but because I was around people that God was blessing, he blessed me. I feel that very strong. Some of you need to be careful who you're hanging around. That's why you're not receiving what you need from God. But you ought to position yourself around people that are blessed. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because God will bless you. (laughs) So if there's a ripple effect of blessings that are... Lord, I want to be where the ripple effect is. I want to get where that water's moving. I want, I want to get where that wave is roaring. Lord, so where are you moving? Who are you blessing? I want to be around them. Are you hearing me? And if you are around people that are telling you it won't happen to you, it'll never take place, you'll never be delivered, you'll, you'll be just like you are. Remove yourself from those people immediately. immediately because there's a reason why they stuck where they are because look how they talking and see people that are stuck where they are they only want to keep other people stuck where they are because they don't want to remain in misery by themselves I'm sorry honey but I'm leaving you I've got to step in greatness I've got to walk in glory I've got to receive what God has for me if you want to stay there you stay there but I'm pursuing after Jesus Christ Somebody clap your hands and magnify the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What I'm simply saying here today is that unity takes work. Mm -hmm. Unity is not automatic. Mm -hmm. It takes work. That's why the scripture says, I want to read it right. The word in verse number three in chapter number four of Ephesians, endeavoring to keep the unity. Endeavoring to keep the unity. The word endeavoring, if you were to look that up, it means to make a concerted effort after. You have to try to be unified. I've got to try to love my brothers and sisters. You know, there's some folks you just got to put up with. Because when I was preaching up here talking about, you got to leave those folks. Some of y'all said, well, they in my house. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got to live with them, Pastor. Endeavoring. Work at it. Praise God. It says to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond. You you may feel bound, (laughs) but do it in peace. (laughs) Yes. What I'm talking about and what I'm preaching about here this afternoon is being together. Because I'm here to tell you today, God's getting ready to perform a great miracle in somebody's life. And I'm telling you that there can be a ripple effect that takes place in this house. 
if we are together. But all it takes is one person, few folks that say, ah, I'm not worried about that. Ah, I'm telling you, the door is right back there. And I'm not saying that in meanness. I'm just saying we have to be together because we believe that God is able to do anything at any time. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I'm telling you, if you came in here bound by anything, God's getting ready to set you free. Woo! If you came in here worried or concerned about your life, God is able to straighten it out. Because God is able to take something crooked and make it straight. God is able to take something broken and put it back together again. But that's what God is able to do. Oh, yes. And I'm telling you, I feel this so strong in my spirit. I don't know what you came in here needing or wanting, but we serve a God that's able to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. God is able to do just what you need him to do. So if you want to come out of anything that you feel bound by, you in the right place at the right time. And I'm here to tell you, you're surrounded by witnesses. I wasn't like this always, but I was bound by certain things I feel like I couldn't get away from. But until the Lord came into my life, I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He washed my sins away. I was filled with the precious gift of the Spirit that gave me power to make the right decisions. I'm here to tell you right now, you can't make the right decisions by yourself. It takes God to move into your spirit. It takes God to enter into your life. And God is able to do anything for you. Oh, yes. But I'm here to tell somebody today that when we become together, when we exercise the power of unity, when we make a decision in the next few moments to not worry about tomorrow and not to think about next week, but make a decision to have your mind on Jesus right now. I want everyone to close your eyes just for a second. And I want you to, just for a moment, begin to think about, pray about, Lord, whatever you want to do, whatever needs to be done, whether it be in my life or someone else's life, let it be done. Lord, whatever it is you want to do, whatever needs to be done, whether it be in my life or someone else's life, let it be done. What I'm simply saying today is, you can lift your head, is that we have a spirit of selfless selfless you know it takes that in order to come to Jesus Christ if any man come after me the Bible says that he must deny himself then the scripture goes on to say to take up your cross and then it has the audacity to say daily and follow after me we have to be selfless you cannot come to God with your own pride and arrogance 
You have to deny yourself. You have to humble yourself and realize and understand, I need a Savior. I'm trying to help somebody here today because you're getting ready to come out of the very situation that you feel like you were left in. Somebody here today needs to make a decision today. I'm tired of having one foot in, one foot out. But I need to make a decision to take the one that's out and bring it all in to Jesus Christ. Someone today needs to make a decision to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, forgiven, past, present, future, forgiven. All your sins are washed away. Someone needs to make a decision today to come up here, humble themselves before God, pray and call out to him, believing, allowing the Holy Ghost to fill your spirit. And I'm telling you right now that God, God is getting ready. I wish I had two or three people that would just begin to pray with me right now. Come on. Come on, church. I, I need a church, a praying church. God is getting ready to change someone's life here today. Oh, yes, God. Come on, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place right now. Come on. Come on, selfless. Come on. Don't be prideful right now. Don't be prideful right now. Don't be prideful right now. Come on, selfless. In the name of Jesus. Let's stand to our feet.